0: We Got Goals, a podcast by a sweatlife.com, on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. I'm Gina Anderson Cohen. And this week on the We Got Goals podcast, we are talking to ambassadors to hear their stories about goals they've set, achieved, pivoted along the way with the ambassadorship. We feature voices of folks who have been with us since the very beginning, as well as folks who've been with us through the pandemic and a little bit beyond uh, because each of those stories to be a little bit different. You'll hear from Kelly Makovich, you'll hear from Hannah, you'll hear from Kensley and Jack on their stories of the ambassadorships and their big goals. I think the most interesting part too is their advice to other big goal getters, folks who maybe haven't set a big goal or a scary goal in a while. And I think it will be worth the listen.
1: Here is Kelly. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not Here
0: with me now is Kelly Matkovich. Kelly has been an ambassador since our very first year of the ambassadorship, and we now are lucky enough to have her on our HQ team at a Sweat Life. Kelly, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: I love her. I love how everyone always says thank you. <laughs> An agreed upon thing yeah. that everybody does. it's delightful. Thanks for having me. Um <laughs> tell, me, tell me about a big goal that you set in your first year of the ambassadorship.
2: Um, so my first year of ambassadorship was back in um it was like six years ago. So when we first started an ambassadorship, which is really cool to be a part of that first crew and um we, we kick off every year with goal setting. So when I came on, um, one of the ways we do that is like, we set goals based off of a year goal, a five-year goal and a 10-year goal, which are like very kind of like more like big life goals. Like where are you going to be in 10 years, which is kind of like, you know, it's kind of like fantas- fantasizing or dreaming up, like what your life could be in 10 years. And so, um, My 10-year goal at the time was when I was thinking about my life and visualizing where I would be, I thought I would be living in a small mountain town. And at the time, I was living in Chicago in the city I loved and like a big city. I felt like a total city girl. So that was like a big change, but it was something I really like felt for myself and something I thought that I wanted 10 years down the road, I would be living in a mountain town.
0: So, flash forward to six six years later. Um, Kelly, where do, where do you live today?
2: I live in a town of three thousand people in the middle of the mountains in Colorado, which is wild to say. Like, I still like pinch myself, being like, this isn't real.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been it's been fun to watch it too, because I mean, obviously, I knew you you set that goal, uh, and it's always it's always sad to watch people leave you, but also it's very <laughs> exciting to watch people achieve <laughs> their goals Uh, um, what did it, I mean, like, what did it feel like to achieve that? What did it take to get there? Talk us through it.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting because, uh, it was a lot of circumstantial also. So, I mean, and part of setting a goal like that, I think is when you're like talking about living somewhere different, it's a little bit different than setting a goal of like running a marathon or something like that, where there's actual, you know, steps that you can like follow. Um, so the past year, I mean, circumstantial, we've lived in a pandemic. So there was a lot of things that like were thrown my way. Um, so I think it did happen a little quicker than probably I had planned in my head, but it became it like, I'm very happy that it happened that way. Um, so yeah, but I think there is like this power of writing stuff down and actually like visualizing that. So it kind of like, helped me even though it was all like out of chaos kind of like it helped me have a plan which is kind of it's kind of wild and I do think that part of it is like putting something out there in the world and and yeah it's just crazy to see it come to life yeah
0: well you have, I mean you have to say it to start even like being able to believe it can happen too and you have to believe it can happen before you start taking the steps
2: hmm yeah
0: Okay, Kelly, so as we bring on the new class of ambassadors, um, today as of the airing, so air date of this podcast, it's September 1st, so the ambassador application will be closed. Um, So as we bring on this new class of ambassadors, what's some advice you can give them as they're thinking about their goals and as they're they're joining us? And just really advice to goal getters in general.
2: Yeah, I think, like, don't be afraid to even if you're like this is silly or this will never happen don't be afraid to like at least write it down and then like the next step would maybe be like say it out loud but like write it down I also had some like pretty ambitious like career goals and I remember being like afraid to even like say them because I I don't know I I was not that I would be judged I don't know what it was but I think that um, putting it out there really helps it come to life. And so I, th- I say, like, just don't be afraid and put like the craziest ideas out there. Cause you just never know what that will, you know, how, how that will come to life. So don't be afraid to dream big.
0: I love it. Let's put it on a poster and put it in everyone's mom's kitchen.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> Just know I'll be back, So no need to frown. I'm
2: here now
0: with Hannah. Setkavig. Hana, we've known you for a while at a sweat life. You actually used to catch our, our typos on the internet.
3: I did. Yeah. And it's one way that I like to tell so so I still do that sporadically for like other websites and like accounts of like, oh my gosh, there's a typo. And I then always explain afterwards. Like, I swear I'm not being like annoying, like I'm only correcting it because like I love this content and I'm actually reading through the entire thing. Um, so like, don't take it the wrong way. And people are generally more responsible. Like they'll be like, oh, like, thank you so much. But I always like throw in the story of like, oh, I used to do this at a sweat life. Like, I just like really love the content. And that's why I, like I read the whole thing and I want this to be perfect. <laughs> I want
0: you to be successful. It's funny it, um, when we would get those emails from you or... Facebook messages sometimes, mm-hmm. um, it, it was always so like friendly and and fun. And I would always make the updates because in the beginning it was just me. So typos would flip through all the time. And now every once in a while we'll get like kind of a snotty email. Like generally our audience is very kind. Like, let me, yeah. you but every once in a while we'll get, we'll get a snotty email from someone that's like, you could have proofread this. <laughs> And it was during sweat working week, so everyone was tired, and we sent an email, and it had a typo in it, and someone responded with one of those, like, you could at least proofread your email, (laughs) and I responded with, Poe buddies nerfict, and never heard from them again.
4: (laughs) 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 Anyway,
0: Hannah, let's talk about your goals. You've been an ambassador since 2017.
3: I'm happy you know that number, because I would have just been like, a while. (laughs)
0: Wild. Yeah, I know. I look. I looked back at, at uh, photos and our records too. Um, so you've set some goals along the way and things have also changed. You want to talk about some early goals you set and achieved first?
3: Oh yeah. Early goals. So in 2017, I would be like late twenties, I'd be 27. Um, so early on there was goals of buying my first condo, um, getting my MBA, getting promoted at work, getting certifications. It was really like career and finance focused. Um, and then now in my early thirties, I just turned 31 last week. I so it's, say. yeah, thank you. So my very early thirties. Okay. Uh, so now it's more, um, I think relationship and kind of, I don't know what's the word like interpersonal driven. So like it, I'm really focusing on like building quality friendships and making sure there's time for family. And we're working on growing our family. Um, so I've been pretty candid about our, I hate the word. It's like you're on the Bachelorette. Our journey, our our adventure, our roller coaster ride um, of being diagnosed with unexplained infertility and working with a reproductive endocrinologist or like an IVF clinic. Um, and going through that. So now it's, it's definitely a shift in focus. So it was definitely like education, career, finance focused for a lot of my twenties. And now it's okay. All of that's kind of in a, a a good place, a comfortable place. Like let's focus on our relationships, um, and growing our family. So yeah, definitely a different season of life over here. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, and it's also, I, I'm so grateful to you for being so outspoken about your hashtag bachelor in paradise journey, Journey. (laughs) (laughs) because it has helped so many other women and men, honestly, because men don't really know how to talk about it. So when they see women talking about it, they're like, Oh, this is something that other families are going through too. Um, It even led us to have a panel on fertility and infertility and and that journey um, based on actually using your doctor. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. My doctor was on the panel. It was actually, I mean, going through it, you kind of, you become like this mini pseudo expert just by like being in it. But what was really interesting is as you start going through kind of through each step of different testing and different doctors, you learn that uh, infertility affects like one in eight couples Mm -hmm. that are trying to conceive. And obviously then there's the skew for same sex couples because you need a sperm or a egg or both. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's like a variety of reasons that you can be going through, um, through these procedures. And as I opened up about it, so many people were reaching out and being like, oh, actually like I did that, but I did it like in secret or, Mm -hmm. oh, I know. So like my cousin did this and had success or whatever. Um, and it was wild because it was like this underground community that once you said like, oh, I'm part of it, people came out of the woodwork with, of support, um, And in late April, mid-late April, we actually had um, our first and only uh, miscarriage, which was a missed miscarriage. Um, Mm -hmm. And with that, that's one in four pregnancies will uh, will typically end in miscarriage. And they think that that statistic is um, understated just because a lot of people don't get their first appointment until 10 to 12 weeks. And so if it's like in my scenario, I would have just gotten there and they'd be like, oh, you're not pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had early monitoring. So we knew. So yeah. And being open about that too, like that's one in four. And again, people were like, oh, like I had one, I had two, like mm-hmm. you're not alone. Um, so it's been, I've always said that social media gets a bad rap, but in, in some of, there's definitely ways to utilize it to be a connector instead of a divider. Um, yeah, and I think it just depends on like how you tell the story and how you like engage with people.
0: Yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss. I know my mom had two miscarriages and, and my, um, my husband's mom did too. And because of like that generation, they kind of had to suffer in silence and they Mm -hmm. they were alone.
3: Yeah. Yeah. My aunt said something. So my aunt was actually, she went through IVF in like the late nineties. Wow. And she was like, wow, it seems so much more common and everyone's just more outspoken. Like, I, I don't know if it's a generational thing or what, but it's so great. She's like, I wish I had that. Yeah. And, but then like, sometimes you have the other end of the spectrum and people are like, whoa, like you're being too open. And it's like, well, it's my medical like information. Like I can talk about it however I want. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. If you're open to sharing, people will want to hear it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So before we jump into your advice, Hannah um, yeah. since we're on the topic of your Hashtag journey. Um, What is a question you want people to ask you? And what is a question you don't want people to ask you on this journey?
3: So, this is, I feel like there's a ton of advice out there on like what to do, what not to do. And truly, 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 it comes down to like understanding your relationship with the person. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's things that I won't be bothered by that another person would. And an example of that could be, um, like how far along were you? And I just view that. I personally view that as like factual, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was around seven weeks, but other people may view that as like, why does that matter? Like I was mm-hmm. pregnant and now I'm not like, are you trying to add, um, some sort of like grieving, like you're allowed to grieve more because you were further. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, it, so sometimes like the best intentioned, comments can be just like, go haywire. So I think it really depends on your relationship. And so it's important to like, if you don't know where you stand, or like, you don't like you want to say something, but you don't know, like, let the person going through it lead the way and just say like, Mm -hmm. I'm here, like, if you want to talk about it, we can. Um, So I think that's helpful. Um, Something that I personally hate getting is like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, I don't like, I don't know. Like, I feel fine. Like, are you like, 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 how detailed do you want me to be? Like, cause I feel like it's like trying to get deeper, but at the same time, it's like, well, I mean, like, I don't need to get that deep with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, my, I don't know. So I'm always just like, I'm good. Like, I'm fine. Like, my next, like, the next step in the process is. ABC. Um, so that's one that I personally hate, but I know other people love that. So again, like literally any and every comment can go both ways. And you just need to understand like your relationship with the person and their personality and what they may or or may not like. But I think a fail safe is, Hey, like I'm here. If you want to talk, I'm here to listen. Um, and like kind of let them lead the way. And yeah. I think that's like a fail safe for anyone, uh, trying to support their friend that's trying to conceive or going through, um, infertility.
0: Yeah. That's good advice in my head. I just went through like every text I ever sent you. I was like, Oh my God, did I ask for
3: that? <laughs> <I just really laughs> well, So the, how are you, fe- or like, how are you feeling? I feel like is, a that one is like touted around like all sorts of articles and advice of like what to say. And so like, I feel that just all of them it's just like how how the other person will receive it but me personally like I know if you're reaching out like it's not like you have ill will or ill intention so it's also I think actually you're the one that taught me this uh what is it the uh hold on don't tell me uh generous assumptions oh yeah like I I stole from Brene Brown okay perfect so from Brene Brown um like I assume that when you're Coming to me with some sort of statement like you're not trying to like make me sad or offend me or hurt like hurt me, um, and that you just may not know better. And honestly, like one in eight is a lot, but that's still like if you have eight friends, it's only one of them. So like you only have experience with one one person going through this, and so it's it's hard to like expect everyone to like know what to say, know how you're feeling when they probably have limited experience too. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Good advice from Hannah. Okay. So Hannah, <laughs> you are, you are, I would call you like very type A, like you, when you set your sights on something, you achieve it. Um, what advice would you give to either someone who's setting goals for the first time or brand new ambassadors who are coming into the program?
3: So I think a lot of times we talk about setting a goal and then, and then working backwards of the, the actional steps, actionable steps. So we used to have this workshop Um, which I don't know if you guys still do it annually, but where you set a goal and you say, this is going to be my life in 10 years. Then you say, okay, to have my life like that in 10 years, this is where it's going to be a seven, five, and you work your way all the way back. And for a lot of goals, that works. And for for example, the season of life I was in previously for finance and education and, and career, that worked. I could work my way back and say, if I want this title... And this career path, this is this is the trajectory I need to be on. If I want to pay off my mortgage, this is the trajectory you have to be on. But you have to recognize, like, there might be other types of goals that you you're going to set that may not fit into that, but still have um, little benchmarks. And so, right now, for example, I'm working on really just like focusing on relationships with my family and friends, and focusing on quality time. So what that looks, that's not a what my life is going to be in seven years. That's what is my life going to look like next month? And in that next month, do I have a couple like lunches with friends around friends in the neighborhood? Do I have at least one weekend where I'm going to my sisters and hanging out with uh, my niece and nephew and, and my husband? Do I have at least one night out to dinner? Um, so it's like these, these very small, just like, I don't know, hour, two hour things that I want to make sure are in every month. And if they're not, they're like rearranging things to have it. So I guess for anyone that's new to goal setting, I think first you need to recognize what type of goal is it? Is it long or short term? And then what what are the mini pieces that work into that? So if it's career wise, you might have many goals that are every few years that you have to hit. Um, And if it's something that's interpersonal or relationship, it might be something that's uh, there's something on a weekly basis or monthly basis. So understanding the timeframes.
0: Yeah, I I love that. I think what you're referencing is what we call process goals. There are sometimes there are things just that make you happy that you have to do on a process basis. It's not necessarily going to get you to point B. Right. It's going to give you that structure and that happiness that you want every single day. So I love that. Thank you for calling that out.
3: It's like a joy goal. Yes, (laughs) adding to your
0: joy bucket.
3: (laughs) Hannah, thank you for joining me. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. You know, I always like to talk. (laughs) I do know that about (laughs) you.
0: (laughs) Now I'm here with Kensley Day. She's been an ambassador since our 2020 class. And that was an interesting year because we got to come together in a big event, in person to meet each other in, in December of that year. And then shortly thereafter, <laughs> everything changed. Kensley, you talk to us about the goals you set and what's changed for you personally since then.
4: Yeah. So originally back in that December, I think it was December 2019. Is that yeah, right? That's, that's right. We hit the ground running in 2020. So back in that December, I was actually expecting, I was due in March. So I know a part of my, Goal um, was to just have my child welcome another (laughs) child into the world, figure it all out. Um, And I did just that. So now Prescott is 17 months old and he's going to daycare and all of that is going swimmingly. Um, And also at the time I was working in events, which I'm sure you can imagine as 2020 hit, there was a lack of events. So Another goal that I had to kind of adjust to or pivot to was a change in career. So going from working in events, working contract to working in um, aesthetics, I pivoted my career and changed all of that around and am now the manager of Spiderma in Lincoln Park. So that's another goal that I was able to Conquer. Interestingly enough, I was able to find that position through Kelly with The Sweat Life. Um, she was able to connect me with the spa director at spa Irma, So that was my in, and that's how I got that job, which I, mean, I still we, love to this day. Love it. We,
0: and we love, I mean, we love sort of the career connections that happen really organically with the Ambassador Network, too. We see people posting jobs, like they're if they're office is hiring or or their company is hiring, they post to Slack um, to really bring in other ambassadors. And we love passing on jobs to the Ambassador Network too. So that is not a rare case that you found the job through the Ambassador Network.
4: Oh yeah, for sure. I found mine through the Ambassador Slack. So I was just following up on one of the posts that I saw and yeah, sure enough, everything worked itself out and that's the career I still have.
0: Amazing, (laughs) and Kesley, you also launched some creative projects too over this time. You want to talk about that?
4: Yes. So the biggest one is diversity and wellness. That started out of the diversity and fitness like symposium that we did, Um, and just hearing the feedback from some of the ambassadors about how they weren't feeling seen in fitness and feeling seen in wellness. So I collaborated with. Uh, Christiana, uh, sweat life photographer, I'm sure if you have not already, once you're an ambassador, you will get an opportunity to meet her. Um, and we worked together on the project, taking photos and having photo shoots of, um, people, uh, sweat life ambassadors who are of all different sizes of all different races and ethnic backgrounds, and just getting to know more of their stories through interviews that I held with them. So, um, actually, we have Diversity and Wellness 3. It's going to be launched in just a a few days here. Um, And that'll be exciting, too, because that project includes kids, includes the youth. So, it went from the very first iteration just being ambassadors to Diversity and Wellness 2. It was a second batch of ambassadors to now branching out a bit. So, that's one of the projects that I'm probably most excited about. Yeah, we love watching that happen too and uh it's
0: especially fun because we get to see other ambassadors help you with that along the way too like katya um came to your photo shoot for the kids and showed them how to pose like gave them gave them confidence as they were posing for those photos
4: yeah definitely absolutely and i remember for the first diversity and wellness erica she was like my main hype person back when it was just an idea telling me, yeah, it's a great idea and it needs to be a project. So definitely got the support of the sweat life community when I was starting out on that.
0: Love it. Okay. Kensley, as we look towards the new ambassador class, talk to us. What, what advice would you give to a person ambassador or not who's setting a big goal for the very first time or a new ambassador who's coming on?
4: Um, if someone is setting a goal for the very first time or joining the ambassadorship, I would just say reach out to your fellow ambassadors to gain their feedback and kind of solicit their opinion and their ideas and bounce your ideas off of them. For me, for diversity and wellness, it started out as just a theory, just something I thought, wow, this is a problem. This is what keeps coming up what's the best way to alleviate that and fix that? And then talking to Christiana and Erica and other ambassadors kind of coming together and figuring out a project that would kind of, kind of fix that issue, especially within our little world of wellness. Um, that was the success story for my goal. So just making sure that I spoke up about it, asked a bunch of questions of my fellow ambassadors, and that led to me accomplishing my goals. So that's what I would recommend for future ambassadors.
0: Amazing. Thank you Thank for joining you. me, Kensley.
4: Of course. Thanks, Gina. Here I sit, I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. Be upset when I'm not a
0: friend. Okay, we're here with Jax Serena Fetters. She has been an ambassador since the pandemic, which is a, a timeline that we're all familiar with now. Um, so Jax, talk us talk us through what it was like to come on as an ambassador during this
1: weird time. Yeah, so it was a weird time, but I had seen like what you guys had been doing for the last few years before that. So like I had checked out some events that you guys put on. So I kind of knew what you guys were up to. And I was like, you know what? It's 2020. Let's just throw another crazy thing in this mix. And let's try to make some new connections um, virtually because that's pretty much all we've been able to do. So um, and I was making a big like career switch. So I was like, all these people that are in this are like very health and wellness focused whether they're in that professionally or this just like a super passion of them we all seem to like have the same kind of passion for it so i wanted to be like connected to this amazing community and um yeah basically cuz i was making a huge career change <laughs> yeah um so so talk us through was the career change your big goal yes it was um so and i'm still like in the process of it but it's you know it's moving forward and everything is great. Um, But I was heavily working in marketing um, for brands and I still work a little bit in marketing, but I wanted to be a holistic health coach. Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of aligned more where I saw my life going and with who I am like deep down. Um, And so I was like, perfect opportunity, let's do it during the pandemic. So I signed up for um, a certification course That took about a year. I just finished it um, in June. So very excited. And now I'm building my business. But um, yeah, so that was my goal was to like start, like get my certification done and kind of like start my business um, through the first year of being an ambassador. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Um, So
0: congrats, first of all. It's really hard. It's, It's such a hard shift to make to decide to change your career path. Uh, so it can be really helpful to have friends with you along the way. <laughs> what, yes. What changed over the year? Um, have Has your goal been kind of, like, steady? Has anything
1: come up? Yeah. So, I mean, I've worked towards the goal. Um, and I think some, like, it was easier to, like, focus on it, like, when it's colder outside and, like, you don't want to do much in Chicago. Because um, I am in Chicago. So right now, i like, just want to be outside. But, um <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, so, like, I also, I took a lot of advantage of some of the programming that you guys do for ambassadors, um, like, you guys had like, amazing speakers, and, like, I ended up meeting, um, and, like, being connected to, like, Emily Moyer, um, through you guys, and I ended up, like, hooking up with her and, like, going down her path, um, as well as, like, Ariel, um, who does, like, today, yeah, today I did it right, so, like, I, like, saw all those like, and I know like they're not necessarily, they're connected to you guys, but like loose, like some of them are more loose than others. But um, I saw like some of their stuff in like the group on Facebook postings. And I was like, you know what, let me take advantage of this. Let me try this. Let me try this. And from that, I've kind of built like, um, like a little community within the community. And like um, one of the other ambassadors who joined a couple of years before me, um, Ellen Sears, Mm -hmm. Um, she has been doing some of the same stuff I did and we ended up getting reconnected. So it's been really cool. We've been like, yeah, we've been cheering each other on and doing our own little like zoom meetings weekly so that we can like keep each other moving forward in our new business ventures. I love that. And the the mo the thing that's really fun is we we set a goal
0: internally as a as a company to highlight and feature ambassadors more, like both in, in the workshops we're creating and also in uh, what we're putting out there on a sweatlife.com and in the articles. So it's really fun to see ambassadors say, like, hey, I want to become a financial planner or I want to do X, Y, and Z, or I'm gonna get my MBA and and having them go through their own experiences and then share them with other people is really incredible to watch. Uh, So Jax, what's, what's next for you?
1: Um, So now that I have my certification, I'm just, you know, working on figuring out my business, trying to get some clients. Um, And then I have some other big goals that I want to do in general, like with content creation um, around it. So um, one of the things is maybe a podcast, definitely like uh, like a cooking YouTube channel is kind of where I'm heading, I think. Um, so I like things that I want to do. So i um, not sure which firm goal I will have, but one of those in like content creation as well as like getting my business actually up and running. I love that. Okay, so any advice for anyone who's setting a big goal for the very first time or brand new ambassadors? Yeah, so my advice would be to take a deep breath you got this. Um, and to take advantage of if you're in the ambassador program, take advantage of some of the workshops that are for ambassadors. There's always amazing speakers, amazing people connecting um, to different things. A lot of cool, I've done a lot of cool like, cooking ones with you guys, um, which helps spark for me um, different directions that I want to take my business. So just take advantage of all the opportunities and the connections and you meet amazing people who are all in this with you. So they'll be your biggest cheerleader. Thank you, Jax, for joining me. This was another episode of We
0: Got Goals, which is in a sweatlife.com production. Thanks for listening. And thanks to all of my guests this week, Kelly, Hannah, Kenley, and Jax. Also, a special thanks to Ryan Deffitt for audio production, Ryan Barayuga for video production, and to all of you, our dear listeners and community.